Hello and welcome to Connect Points podcast and sermon archives. If you'd like to learn more about our church, please go online to our website at connectpointupc.com or follow us on our Facebook page. Thank you very much and I hope you enjoy this week's message. God bless. Amen. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Amen. We've got a God that's on our side. Amen. Why don't you clap your hands and worship the Lord just a little bit. Let the Lord know that you're thankful that he's a healer God. He's a delivering God. He's a providing God. Amen. Somebody shout unto God. Give the Lord some praise. Amen. He meets us right where we are. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. What a mighty, mighty good God we serve. I'm going to invite you today to the word of the Lord. On 1 Peter chapter 1, and we're going to re- be reading verses 3 through 9. If you have your Bibles, you can turn there and uh, with your family or those that are around you. Amen. 1 Peter chapter 1, verses 3 through 9. While you're turning there, I want to remind you to be, this is a good time to be reading the apostolic family book that many of us purchased. And uh, amen. Go ahead and just read the whole thing. Highlight it, mark it up, learn from it, amen. We're going to be going into a series on that, amen, soon. And I just want you to uh, have gotten this uh, reading in and some understanding, some foundational work as we begin to get into that. That's going to be a great thing for us, amen, throughout this entire year. And we're, we're thanking God for that. I'll also remind you of our disciple-making culture and the opportunity we have right now to be disciple makers is, uh, is on a high level. People are asking a lot of questions. There's a lot of conversations happening. Just time alone. Many people have a lot more time, and so there's a lot more communication happening. And I would encourage you and challenge you, amen, to use that time and that communication to be a disciple maker. Amen. Just to reach out and help. Now, remember, amen, it's... it's Disciple making is about people. So we're not just throwing stuff out there and hoping somebody gets it. We're still looking and working with specific people. We're answering questions that are actually being asked and not just throwing stuff out. Amen. I'm not saying that there's not a a place for that. I think we can be a witness. We can cast out seed. But disciple making is about specifically connecting with people, individual people, and building relationships. And so we're very, very excited about everything that we see happening. 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 3, we'll begin reading. You will read down through the ninth verse. If you're there, say, I'm there. Amen. All right. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, which according to his abundant mercy hath begotten us again unto a lively hope. Everybody say hope. Unto a lively hope by the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead to an inheritance incorruptible and undefiled and that fadeth not away reserved in heaven for you. I want to read that portion again because that's a powerful thing. It's an inheritance. It's incorruptible, it's undefiled, it fadeth not away, it is reserved in heaven. Somebody say in heaven. It is reserved in heaven for you who are kept by the power of God through faith unto salvation, ready to be revealed in the last time, wherein ye greatly rejoice, though now for a season, if need be, ye are in heaviness through manifold temptations." That the trial of your faith, being much more precious than of gold that perisheth, though it be tried with fire, might be found unto praise and honor and glory at the appearing of Jesus Christ, whom, having not seen, ye love. How many, how many love the Lord today? Whom, having not seen, you love, in whom, though now you see him not, yet believing. Everybody still believe today. Yet believing, ye rejoice with joy unspeakable and full of glory. Somebody shout amen. Joy unspeakable and full of glory, receiving the end of your faith, even the salvation of your souls. Clap your hands under the Lord, somebody, for the word. Amen. We are thankful, amen, for the promises of the word of God in Scripture. And I want to talk to us today. I want to, this is an interesting thing that I want to attempt to do today. I want to challenge us with 
comforting words. Amen. Now, that, that may be seem like that's uh, uh, impossible, but I think it's doable. We're going to try to do it. Challenge us, but with comforting words. Everybody say comforting words. Amen. There, there's a lot of people talking right now. There are, there are countless people trying to speak into our lives every day more than there has ever been in the history of humankind. And many, thankfully, many are attempting to speak comfort. They're trying to speak a, a, a peace to us and comforting words to us. And we are thankful for those people, whether they succeed or not, whether it works or it doesn't work. We are thankful for those people, but there are some words that will always bring comfort to those who believe. There are, there are some conversations that should always, oh hallelujah, that should always bring comfort to the believer, and these are words about heaven. Somebody say heaven, oh hallelujah. Somebody high five someone around you and say heaven. Amen. There are words about heaven should always bring comfort to the believer. Heaven is a very real place. Hell, though completely opposite in so many ways, is just as real. And we are all, every one of us, is going to end up in one of these or the other. It is an impossibility to believe in the Word of God. It is an impossibility to say you believe in Jesus Christ and not believe in an eternal destination. You cannot believe in the scripture and not believe in heaven or hell and not believe that all of us are going to find a, a, an eternity for our soul in one or the other. And so we understand that. We understand that uh, that, that the one way to get to heaven, amen, is is. is basically to be alive and to be believing and to, to die in the faith. We also know that the Bible talks away about the capturing or the catching away of the church. It's often called the rapture of the church and the day that when Christ calls his children home, amen, to heaven forever. And I just come to tell somebody today that I think that day is fast approaching and I, I think that we are living in the last light of life on this earth earth. Um, I mentioned it recently. Um, um, my wife and I were having a conversation and we were talking about how this world just keeps making it easier to want to leave. Amen. It's just, it, it's just really not, uh, uh, there's just really not left, much left in this world that, that would tempt uh, us uh, to not want to go to heaven. It just is making it easier to want to leave. And our, 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 our day, this day that we live in, um, our time has become so very self-indulgent and, and with, with more excitement about prosperity than about, about paradise with the Lord. And, and I, I just come to challenge somebody today. Amen. I, I don't know where you're at in your walk of faith, and I don't know what, where you, what your belief system is right now, but you're here, and, and you're hearing the word of the Lord. And, and so I just come to challenge us that if we lose focus on heaven, all we have left is to start living for the here and for the now. And this, this reason, this living for the now, for the moment, is, is, is the reason why the, the morality of America has fallen so drastically. It's the reason why we see things every day in our newspapers and the headlines and, and, and that, that are just astounding to us. That, that why, how could somebody think that way? How could somebody live that way? How could somebody do something like that? Because uh, we are so many living uh, just for the here and now, just for the temporary pleasures of sin. Amen. And, and they're not focusing on the eternal. And they're not thinking about the future. And so we see that this is the time that we live in. There's a man in the Bible named Solomon. He's a king, and the Bible describes him as a wise man, and even mentions that he be one of the wisest men that ever lived. But Solomon went through a period in his life where he attempted to find heaven on earth. 
He went through a season where he attempted uh, to find heaven on earth. He withheld nothing from himself. Uh, uh, he withheld uh, nothing from uh, 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 his hand. He, he tried to use his power and his prestige to create paradise uh, upon uh, the earth. And, and uh, of course, he didn't, uh, because he was operating as a man and he was operating in the flesh, uh, so much of what he went after was uh, fleshly and so much of what he went after was unhealthy helpful amen to him and but he went after other things all of them were not sinful all of them were not bad but he filled his mind his day his heart his life his home he filled it with the things that he could get in this life and for the the pleasures of the here and the now and and in the end he ends up making a statement uh, that is very powerful and we need to hear the words of Solomon echoing down through history today and falling upon our ears he said all is vanity and vexation of spirit all somebody, somebody say all all, all of it, all of it is vanity and vexation of spirit. What that means is that it's, it's empty, it's hollow, uh, it, it has nothing true or sure or real. Um, hallelujah, you can't put your confidence in it. Uh, it's not going to be there tomorrow. Uh, it's not going to keep you through the dark days. Uh, it's not going to hold you up when everything seems to be falling down. Uh, amen. Uh, I, 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 I often ask myself my this question, how many will need to explain? experience the vanity and the vexation for themselves uh, how many need to experience the the darkness uh, how many will need to feel the emptiness and the hollowness of life without god uh, is it really necessary uh, to throw our best days away uh, on the lies of the world uh, we can live this life i'm telling somebody here today uh, you don't have to do that uh, solomon went through it uh, and god recording it in his his word so that we could read it and live from it not so that we would have to go out and experience it for ourselves we do not have to find out for ourselves that everything is vanity and vexation of spirit we can read the word of God we can see the witness of scripture and we can determine to live our lives for a purpose that is beyond this life oh hallelujah I can go about my day and have a motivation and have a drive and have a force inside of me that's living for more than this present world. Oh, clap your hands unto the Lord, everybody. Oh, hallelujah. Solomon tried to create it. He couldn't do it. It was all vanity and vexation of spirit. There's got to be more. You know that heaven is mentioned 583 times in the Bible. 583 times. Now, we do see three different heavens mentioned in Scripture. We understand this. The atmospheric heaven, which is the abode of the birds and the clouds. The stellar heaven, which is the home of the sun, moon, and stars. But then there is, the Bible describes and talks about specifically sometimes this third heaven, which the Apostle Paul witnessed and wrote about. And in 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verses 2 through 4, Paul writes, I knew a man in Christ above 14 years ago, Paul speaking of himself. Whether in the body I cannot tell or whether out of the body I cannot tell, God knoweth. Such a one caught up to the third heaven. And I knew such a man, whether in the body or out of the body, I cannot tell, God knoweth. How that he was caught up into paradise and heard unspeakable words, which is not lawful for a man to utter. This was a very real experience that Paul had. It was a very real experience. He, he, he knows uh, uh, not whether he was in the body or out of the body. He doesn't know exactly how he got there. He doesn't understand exactly what the, uh, what the, the travel was like, the process was like, what, what took him, amen, to this place um, that he calls the third heaven. But yet it is still a very real experience, um, amen, that he calls paradise. Everybody say paradise. 
He calls it paradise. This third heaven is the, is a place of paradise. Paradise is where the presence of God dwells and the glory of God resides. Absence of the darkness, absence of the sin, absence of the negativity, absence of all the pain and the heartache. It is where the glory of God and the presence of God resides. This is where we long to be. Hear me, church. Amen. This is where we long to be. This is where we desire to be. This is where we yearn to be. This is where we will finally be home. Hallelujah. We'll finally be home when we get to heaven. I know there are people right now that are clapping and thanking God because you've been living for heaven a long time. And there may be others that are feeling some challenge right now, feeling a little conviction right now. But I've come to tell you, I know that inside of every one of you, there is a yearning, there is a desire, there is a hunger for heaven. God put it in every man and every woman. He put it in every created soul. There is a desire for more than what this world has to offer. There is a desire for more than what this life has to give us. And what that desire is, amen, is to one day be in heaven with our Lord, to one day finally be home. Oh, somebody say home. Amen. I want to go home. Amen. The Lord told us to pray our Father which art in heaven. Matthew 5 and 16 says, Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. The psalmist said in 11 and 4, The Lord is in his holy temple. The Lord's throne is in heaven. His eyes behold. His eyelids try the children of men. John 14, 1 through 3, Let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go to prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself that where I am, there ye may be also. I, I got to tell you something. Folks, you need to hear, Pastor, today. The same Bible that gives us in the beginning God created. The same Bible, hallelujah, that gives us repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of your sins. And you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. The same Bible, amen, that tells us that we can lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. The same Bible that tells us, hallelujah, that we can walk by faith and not by sight. The same Bible that tells us all of these things that we believe in, that we actively engage in and have faith in, also talks to us about a heaven. It also talks to us about a place, hallelujah, amen, that you and I can be living for, striving for, hungry for, and desiring to get to. God has a prepared place for his people, hallelujah, He's got a prepared place for his people. Amen. I have a, a house on this earth, and I'm very thankful for that. But I have a home prepared for me in heaven. Oh, hallelujah. I said, I got a house here on earth, but I've got a home prepared for me by God in heaven. And I look forward to that day. I'm not talking about a state of consciousness. This is not some altered state of awareness. This is not a drug-induced hallucination. Heaven is a real place prepared for real people. Our heavenly Father prepared a place for us. And he said, when I go and prepare this place, it has a purpose. And the purpose of that is so that where I am, there you may be also. Hallelujah. I'm thankful for the presence of God that I feel right now. I'm thankful that we're two or three people that gathered together in his name. He is in the midst of him. I'm thankful that he's as close as the mention of his name. But I live in a dark world. I live in a sinful world. I live in a place that is not full of the glory of God. I can feel the glory of God. But I long for, I long for a day, hallelujah, when I can be in heaven and be at home with Jesus. Oh, anybody feel that way today? Does anybody feel that way today? God has a prepared place for us. It's a real place. Oh, hallelujah. And Paul said something that is very powerful. I need you to, I need you to grab a hold of these words today. 
He said, if we have hope of this life only, we are of all men most miserable. Most miserable. You see that miserable feeling that you've been feeling? That miserable feeling that you may have went to bed with last night or woke up with this morning. That miserable feeling? Let me tell you something. More money isn't going to make that go away. More influence is not going to make that go away. More people in your life is not going to change that. It's not going to happen. That miserable feeling that you can't seem to shake. That miserable feeling that even even when things are going good, there's something inside of you that's saying, is this all there is? Is this all there is? That miserable feeling that is happening, amen, perhaps in your life, in your heart, in your mind, amen. There is no way, amen, in this life, in our flesh, in this world that can fix that. But I have some comforting words for you, some comforting words that will change that miserable feeling. It's this, set your affections on things above and not on things below. Set your affections on things above and not on things below. That's the how you combat that miserable feeling. That's how you get rid of that miserable feeling when you've only got hope in this life. The apostle said it clear. You're going to be of all men most miserable. If this is just about today, if it's just about the job, if it's just about a paycheck, if it's just about the pleasure of the season, if it's just about now and here, you're going to be miserable but if you will set your affection on things above amen and not on things below you will find an answer to that miserable feeling you will find a deliverance from that miserable feeling oh this world is not my home I'm just a passing through my treasures are laid up somewhere beyond the blue the angels are beckoning me from heaven's open door and I can't feel at home in this world anymore. I need, hallelujah, more of Jesus here. And I'm looking forward to a day when I get to be with Jesus. Amen. Over yonder, hallelujah. I want to be with the Lord in heaven. Oh, clap your hands unto the Lord, everybody. Somebody shout unto the Lord. Lift your hands and let's worship the Lord just a little bit. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah, my God, we give you glory and honor and praise. Lord, you are mighty in all of your ways. Hallelujah, we adore you, Jesus. God in heaven, we love you so much. Lord, we're looking forward to everything that you have for us. God, we want more than what we have right now. Amen, amen, amen. Hear me today, we cannot forget about heaven. Don't forget about heaven. Oh, hallelujah. Don't forget about heaven. You can cut a whole lot of stuff out of your life and it won't make a difference, but don't forget about heaven. You can stop talking about everything. I'm just going to encourage somebody right now. You've probably had enough conversations about the coronavirus. You've probably had enough. You probably don't really need to have any more conversations about that. It's probably not a whole lot more that you can talk about that's going to be helpful to you in any way whatsoever. But when's the last time you talked about heaven? Oh, hallelujah. When's the last time you, you, you lifted your eyes a little bit? When's, when's the last time you had a good conversation about what heaven's going to be like? Uh, when's the last time you sat down with your family around a dinner table and said, what do you think heaven's going to be like? Uh, when's the last time uh, you daydreamed? Oh, hello, Mosatalalamaha. When's the last time you daydreamed? Uh, not about winning the lottery. Not about uh, uh, having a bunch of power and prestige. Uh, but when's the last time you daydreamed uh, about what it's going to be like hallelujah to cross over hallelujah into eternity and to be forever with the Lord we got to start talking about heaven we can't forget about heaven because if we stop looking up then all we have left is to look around and that is a miserable experience trying to find hope in this world only 
miserable experience. We have a hope and a home beyond the here and now. We've got something to look forward to. Christians are sometimes asked why, why do they address their prayers upward as if God's dwelling place was any more above than around. And We know that God is all around us. We're aware of that. We know that God is all around us. We're just looking up because we're also looking forward. And forward to the Christian is up. Hallelujah. We're looking forward to some things. My God. Amen. We're looking. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. I, I know how you're feeling. I get it. I know. I, 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 I've walked around in this building ever since we bought this building. I come over here during the week. I'm here all by myself. And, and it's, 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 it's never been an issue. It's always been fine. But these last couple of weeks, I come over here, and I walk in, and uh, there's still nobody here, and that should be normal. But the fact that I know that nobody's been here for a while, that I know this place has been empty, amen, it's a totally different deal. It feels different, amen, to, to, to walk in here knowing him. Uh, we, 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 make, we make jokes just to, to kind of bring the levity up. Every time we pull off of Highway 14 and we see the parking lot and, and usually there's just Brother Brom's little red car there and, and uh, I'll say something like, man, people, we're going to have to get this crowd up today or uh, I don't know what's going on, where's everybody at? And everybody laughs because it's not really that funny, but, but, but we laugh anyway because we're trying to, trying to make the best of, a, of an odd situation. I'm not going to lie to you, amen, a little bit ago when we were doing the greeting song and the camera cut off me, I, I walked around in the sanctuary pretending like I was shaking people's hands. <laughs> amen your pastor hasn't lost his mind I promise you it was I was joking I was just trying to look forward to a day I'm looking forward to a day when we'll be able to shake hands again I'm looking forward to a day when we'll be able to gather around here today I'm looking forward to a day when when I actually look out here and see a, a, a crowd full of people and we get to preach to that crowd and feel that response uh, but I'm telling you right now amen as much as I'm looking forward to that day it doesn't even come close hallelujah to how much I'm looking forward to heaven. If I never congregate again in the house of the Lord, that'll be all right. If I'm in heaven, it's going to be all right. If I'm with Jesus, if it's going to be all right. If I'm walking on them streets of gold, dancing and worshiping my car, everything's going to be fine with me because that's what I'm looking forward to the most. That's what I'm looking forward to the most. And so we understand God is all around us, but we, we're looking forward. Deuteronomy 26, 15, it, it asks God to look down from thy holy habitation from heaven and bless thy people Israel. And John 3 and 13 says, No man hath ascended up to heaven, but he that come down from heaven, even the Son of Man which is in heaven. In Mark seven thirty four, again we are told uh, that uh, we are looking up to heaven. Amen. Looking up to heaven, he sighed, it says. And, and even Acts 1 and 9 speaks of the resurrected Jesus ascending. And when it speaks of him ascending, it says, while they beheld, he was taken up and a cloud received him out of their sight. And so I got no problem with looking up. I got plenty of scripture that uses this description of, of looking up uh, and uh, hallelujah, we're looking forward uh, because heaven is the dwelling place uh, um, of the almighty God. It matters, matters little. I need you to hear me now. It matters little how far away it is. God is there and that is enough. No sin is there and that is enough. Uh, and I need someone to hear preacher today. It is not so far away uh, that God cannot hear your humblest prayer and it is not so far away uh, that God cannot see those gathering tears. Uh, I've come uh, amen uh, with some comforting words uh, for somebody who's watching today. I've come with some comforting words. Uh, God is not too far from you. Uh, you are not too far from him. You can call out the name of Jesus now. Uh, you can 
scream out the name of Jesus now, today, and he is there. He will be right with you. He's right beside you right now. He's right next to you right now. You are not alone. It's not just you. It's not just you and your family. It's not just you with some kids. No, Jesus is in the room. The Savior is in the room. The one who bled and died on the cross and rose again is in the room, and you are not too far gone. I know I'm talking about heaven and I don't know uh, how long uh, or how far uh, it is away uh, but I know this uh, it's not too far for you and I to call out to Jesus today oh hallelujah glory be to God Glory be to God. Glory be to God. Lift your hands. Lift your hands and love the Lord. Glory be to God. Glory be to God. We worship you Jesus. We adore you Jesus. We praise you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You are not somehow banned from heaven. Did you hear me? You're not somehow banned from heaven. You are not beyond the mercy of God to help you today, to get you ready for heaven. You're not beyond his... His arm is not shortened. His reach is not shortened that he cannot reach you today. Revelation chapter 7 and 9, we read descriptive words of heaven. It says a great multitude which no man can number of all nations and kindreds and people and tongues. Oh, hallelujah. It's one of my favorite descriptive verses of heaven. All nations. All kindreds, all people, all languages. We read of the, the redeemed, the Bible says, and who stand before the throne and they stand before the Lamb. They're clothed with white robes and palms in their hands. Oh, hallelujah. They're clean and they're, they're pure and they're in the presence of the most holy God and they got their palms and they're worshiping Him. Revelation 19 and 6 and I heard, as it were, the voice of a great multitude. And as the voice of many waters, and as the voice of a mighty thundering, saying, Hallelujah, for the Lord God omnipotent reigneth. Hallelujah, for the Lord God omnipotent. Hallelujah, for the Lord God omnipotent reigneth. Hallelujah. I'm, I'm trying to get a hold of somebody's heart today. See, you got a lot of friends that are going to be in heaven. There's a lot of people that you love that are going to be in heaven. All the redeemed of the ages are there. All the dead in Christ are already there. All the living in Christ around the world that we may never meet, they will be there too. Hallelujah. There's a lot of reasons, hallelujah, to go to heaven. There's a thousand reasons and more to want to go to heaven but I just want you to understand something amen uh, there's a lot of people that you're going to know and love uh, that are making themselves ready for heaven there's a lot of people that you love uh, that are preparing themselves for heaven you got to get ready for heaven you got to get your heart prepared for heaven you got to cry out to Jesus and make sure you're on a path to heaven hallelujah hallelujah what are we supposed to be doing? Matthew 6 says it like this. Lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven. Lay not up for yourselves treasures upon the earth where moth and rust doth corrupt and where thieves break through and steal. But lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust doth corrupt and where thieves do not break through nor steal. If our treasures are in heaven, nobody needs to urge us to live for heaven. If our treasures are in heaven, we don't need to be begged to lift our eyes and our hearts heavenward. If our treasures are there, if our treasures are there, Matthew 6.21 says, where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. If your treasures are there, if the things that you love the most and desire the most and matter the most, 
are there, then your heart will automatically be there. And so I got I to gotta challenge us today that if our, if our heart is not heavenward, if our heart is not thinking about heaven, if our heart is not living for heaven, if our love and our desire is not on the things of heaven, then we need to, we need to do a little self-evaluation and we need to think a little bit about the things in our life. Because it doesn't take long to find out where a person's treasure is. You just have to watch where their, where their heart is. The man whose God is politics, his face will light up when you mention politics. A man whose heart is, is set on business, uh, all you got to do is give him a scheme to, to make a few bucks and, and, and it will seem that you have done him the greatest favor in all the world. If their God is, is pleasure, then their eyes sparkle at the thought of it. And they constantly seek after pleasure. But talk to a child of God whose treasures are in heaven. Oh, hallelujah. Get into a conversation with a believer whose treasures are in heaven and worldly things will hold little interest to them. They will tell you they are but a stranger and a pilgrim that's just passing through. They may not want to have long conversations about temporary things. They may not want to join you in temporary pleasures. They may not get all excited about the politics. They might not get all worked up about money making things but if you start talking about heaven oh hallelujah you're gonna see their eyes lighten up you're gonna see them get invigorated you're gonna see enthusiasm start coming through their voice because they are excited because heaven is their home they're gonna start talking about Christ they're gonna start talking about the promises of God they're gonna start talking about their hope beyond the grave they're gonna talk about the pearly gates hallelujah and the crystal sea and they're gonna start talking about seeing their Savior face to face. They will talk about heaven as their hope, as their home. They will talk about heaven with joy. With joy. They will, they will talk about heaven with joy. Oh, hallelujah. Lay not up for yourselves treasures on earth. All that a person is worth it's what they've got in heaven. We bring nothing into this world and we for sure cannot take anything, anything out of this world. So God says, lay not, lay not, lay not, lay not up for yourselves treasures on earth. Lay not, because if we do, we suffer. There is no gain in it. It's done at a terrible expense. The flesh's desire in exchange for the soul's salvation. It's a horrible trade. It's a horrible trade. Two ships are seen coming up a river. The first full sail cuts swiftly through the water striving for its destination. The second creeps along, appears to be at the point of seeking, but stays barely afloat. What is the difference? The difference is, is the first ship is designed to get you quickly. It's designed to get you to a destination. The second ship is loaded down with an abundance of cargo. It's full to overflowing with stuff. And so it is with many people today. So much meaningless stuff in our lives that sometimes we can barely stay afloat. The, the river of life drains them daily so that their spiritual pulse 
beats ever more slowly. In fact, though they have the same opportunity of wind, oh, hallelujah. They have the same opportunity of wind. You know, the Spirit of God is often referenced as wind. If you study that word out, and amen, there's, there's just this idea of wind connected to it and breath connected to it, the breath of God, the Spirit of God. And we all, we all have access to that right now. All of us have access to the Spirit of the Lord God Almighty. We all have access to the same wind but the reason why some uh, set high in the water and break through uh, the waves and swiftly are moving forward, uh, amen, and others uh, are seemingly stuck uh, is because they're weighed down with so many cares of this life. They're so focused on now and here that they have the same opportunity of wind. But sometimes it's like they're not even moving at all. They wonder why they do not have more joy. They wonder why they do not have more peace. They wonder why they do not have more excitement about, about their future. They wonder about why when they add things into their lives, it doesn't seem to make it any better. And the secret is easily found out. It's really not that complicated. Their treasures are all here below. They're living for now. Oh, let us fall in love with heaven. Oh, let us fall in love with heaven. Let us cast off the weight that slow us down and place our treasures amen above in heaven and fall in love again with heaven and fall in love again with being there forever with the Lord Matthew 5 and 12 says rejoice and be exceeding glad for great is your reward in heaven I'm telling somebody right now you got treasures you got treasures that are worth keeping but they're things hallelujah that please the Lord they're things that keep you focused on God they're things that matter to eternity all the rest of the nonsense needs to be thrown overboard because you have a man a man treasures in heaven and you can rejoice and you can be exceeding glad for you have a reward in heaven in heaven Hear me? Nobody is just going to stumble through life and fall into heaven. It's a prepared place. You've heard me say this many times. It's a prepared place for prepared people. So this preacher is talking to you today. Get ready. Get ready. Get ready. Paul... Tell us again, Paul. Ha. Paul, say it again like you did before. Tell us one more time, 1 Corinthians 15. Behold, I show you a mystery. We shall not all sleep, but we shall all be changed. In a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, at the last trump, for the trumpet shall sound, and the dead shall be raised incorruptible, and we shall be changed. Tell us us a little bit more about it Paul for this corruptible must put on incorruption and this mortal must put on immortality so when this corruptible shall have put on incorruption and this mortal shall have put on immortality then shall be brought to pass the saying that is written death is swallowed up in victory, oh death, hallelujah, where is thy sting? Oh grave, where is thy victory? The sting of death is sin, and the strength of sin is the law. Tell us a little bit more, Paul. Oh, hallelujah. But thanks be to God, which giveth us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, my brethren, hallelujah, be ye steadfast, be ye unmovable, be ye always abounding, 
standing in the work of the Lord. For as much as you know that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. Your labor is not in vain in the Lord. Hallelujah. No, but it puts treasures up. Tell us the other part, Paul. Tell us one more time about the other part. First Thessalonians 4. For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel, and with the trump of God, and the dead in Christ shall rise first. Hallelujah. Then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up hallelujah, together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air, and so shall we ever, so shall we forever be with the Lord. Oh, John, John, come on here, John. Tell us what you saw. Tell us what you what was revealed to you. Revelation 21, and I saw a new heaven and a new earth for the first heaven and the first earth were passed away and there was no more sea. And I, John, saw the holy city, New Jerusalem, coming down from God out of heaven, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. And I heard a great voice out of heaven saying, Behold, the tabernacle of God is with men, and he will dwell with them. And they shall be his people, and God himself shall be with them and be their God. And God shall wipe away all the tears from their eyes and there shall be no more death, neither sorrow nor crying, neither shall there be any more pain for the former things have been passed away and he that sat upon the throne said behold, I make all things new, hallelujah and he said unto me, right for these words are true and these words are faithful and he said unto me it is done I am Alpha and Omega the beginning and the end I will give unto him that is a thirst of the fountain of the water of life freely I'm going to give it freely everyone who hungers and thirsts after me shall be filled everyone who's thirsty for heaven everyone who desires it everyone who goes after it there's a God who says I'm ready I'm ready to fill them to overflowing I'm ready to give them everything that they need and he that overcometh shall inherit all things and I will be his God and he shall be my son Paul what are we supposed to do then with these words about heaven First Thessalonians 4 and 18 Wherefore, comfort one another with these words. He's Come on and comfort one another with these words. Come on and comfort one another with these words. That's what they're there for because it's real and it's powerful and it's true and it teaches us that there's more to life than this and it teaches us that it's worth living for Jesus Christ right now. It's worth making the sacrifice. It's worth making the faithfulness. It's worth the dedication. Hallelujah. It's worth emptying our ship of the nonsense that we don't need and putting our treasures in heaven. It's worth all of those things. So comfort one another. <sighs> comfort one another with these words. Comfort one another with these words. The words are given us for comfort. But I understand if we're not ready for heaven, then it challenges us challenges us. If we know we're not ready, then it challenges us. I need you to understand today that you can find your comfort if you will respond to the challenge. The comfort is on the other side of the challenge. The challenge of God is to engage yourself with the gospel. Engage yourself with the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. I'm telling somebody right now that's watching me that has not been baptized in Jesus' name for the remission of your sins in the water completely. Bury with him in baptism and come out of the water again. If you are watching me and you have not been baptized in Jesus' name, I'm telling you, you can get baptized today.
You can get baptized today. Amen. We've got a baptismal tank. Amen. We can't gather the whole church together, but that matters not. That matters not. You can be baptized today if you want to be baptized in Jesus' name for the remission of your sins. You can be baptized today. I'm telling somebody who's never received the gift of the Holy Ghost speaking in other tongues. Amen. I don't know. If you're waiting on something to happen, I don't know. If you're misunderstanding what it's, what's, what's supposed to take place, I can tell you a few things. One, I can tell you nobody can teach you how to get the, uh, to speak in tongues. Nobody can show you how to speak in tongues and you mimic them. That is not the same thing. The Bible tells us it's as the Spirit of God gives the utterance. You can only speak in tongues as the Spirit of God gives you the ability to and speaks through you. Amen. But I need to tell you something. Amen. If you're trying to get there in your mind and in your thinking, it's never going to happen. You need to get some place where you can worship God freely. You need to repent of your sins and ask God to forgive you of your sins. And he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins when we repent unto him. And we need to start loving him and worshiping him. You need to remember that he died on the cross for you. You need to remember that the only reason why your sins can be forgiven is because he paid the ultimate price. And that nobody, including this pastor, can do that for you. Only Jesus can do that for you. But I promise you, if you'll repent of your sins and you'll begin to cry out to God and worship him, the Bible says uh, that you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. And you speak in tongues as the Spirit of God comes upon you. You shall receive power. Amen. After the Spirit of the Lord comes upon you. Amen. I pray today that you understand the challenge. Uh, the challenge is what you could you respond to. Amen. But if you'll respond to the challenge, uh, you're going to find the comforter. Uh, amen. Because the Holy Ghost is also called the comforter. Amen. Jesus said, I will not leave you comfortless, uh, but I have talked to the Father. Amen. He's going to send the Spirit in my name. I'm telling you right now, you understand what I'm talking about. The comfort comes uh, when you accept the challenge, uh, the challenge uh, to start living your life, uh, not for now, uh, but to be prepared for heaven. Oh, hallelujah. The challenge is get ready, get ready, get ready, get ready, get ready. The challenge is get ready for heaven. Quit living like you've got all this time left. We very well may have decades. We may have centuries. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about living for heaven now so that you can be prepared for when the day comes, whether it comes in the sound of the archangel Gabriel putting the trumpet, the last and final trumpet to his lips and blowing it, or whether it comes to our own death, however it comes, that you can be ready. But even if you get ready today and you don't die for another hundred years, you hear me, the comfort, the comfort that you have is so worth it. It's so worth it. It's so worth it. So I'm challenging us to find our comfort in Jesus Christ today. To call upon him, to repent, to seek the Lord. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to open the altars as, if, as it were. I'll come back in a little bit and, and, and we'll close out the service. But, but now's the time. Now's the time. Now's the time to pray. Now's the time to seek the Lord. Now's the time to repent. Now's the time to make up in your mind. I'm going to get baptized. Now's the time to seek after. Thank you for listening to our podcast this week. We hope you enjoyed this message. Remember, if you would like to find out more information about our church or to contact us, please go online at connectpointupc.com. And also don't forget to subscribe in your podcast app so you will be automatically notified of new episodes. Thank you and we hope you have a great week.